Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Welcome to Faith in the Zone, a show about sports and faith and how the two come together in lives being touched. Right now, discover how people in sports walk in faith with host Mike McGivern and Pastor Ken Keltner on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. On this time, on this time, you covered me. Well, welcome to Faith in the Zone on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. I'm Mike McGivern, alongside my co-host. He is Pastor Ken Kellner from Brookside Baptist Church. Pastor, how are you doing today? I'm doing great, Mike. It's good to be with you. Yeah, it's good to see you. Hey, we yeah. got to thank one of your boys for our uh, our guest today. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, Kyle uh, set this up and I at least told you about uh, uh, this young man and doing some research. I'll tell you what, man, my favorite sport, as you know, is basketball, and uh, he can he can play a little bit. He can shoot it a little bit. He uh, he was like Gatorade Player of the Year. He had all that uh, all that stuff from from high school, all conference, all state, all that. And he still he wants no part of me on the floor. Uh, I can you, tell you that. Uh, you, you think I can you still think go? You, oh come you on think now! You could beat him in horse, man. I, really, <laughs> he could. We could play pig if you wanted. I got. I, I, man, Chase, I, don't worry about it. You I, don't, I watched him on YouTube, and and I think he's got a little hitch in his shot that I take full advantage of, and then I take him down to the block where the men play and post him up. Man, there's no chance. I did watch him play a little bit. No, I got no chance. And you know what? If we put him on our three-on-three team, you better pass him the ball. I'll tell you that. Well, I mean, he could drive and kick to me. Yeah, he's not driving and kicking on our team. He's doing. We're just gonna let him go and be one on three, and this young man will take them all. His name is J. C. Shaw. Is that correct, J. C.? That's how you pronounce your last name. Yes, it is. There you go, J. C. Shaw. Go ahead. Like how. Just how and put an S in the front. Yeah, that doesn't help me. I'm an Irish guy. Come on now. I'm a walkie boy. Uh, J.C. Shaw, he's a former college basketball player. He played at Bucknell. Um, he played at Binghamton University. And uh, you can follow him on Twitter. He's got some great stuff on Twitter. It's Joker Cat, one word, Joker Cat, and the number 12. And uh, he's awfully good. J.C., thanks a lot for a few minutes of your time today. How are you? I'm doing well. Thank you for having me on. Yeah. You bet, man. I appreciate you coming on and, and letting me talk a little bit of smack because yeah, you're, you're back in Pennsylvania, is that correct? Yes, sir. And, and you don't get to Wisconsin very often, if ever, right? <clears throat> I have never been to Wisconsin. So you're, man, you're lucky you're not up here because I got a gym right down the block that I take, yeah, man, or whatever. Hey, he, I think I think if this is correct, you hit 268 threes in a row. Is that right, JC? Um. Not in a row. It's uh, I, I made 268 with maybe like 10 to 15 misses sprinkled in there. Uh, uh, well, I think you'll it's still. It's a drill I, that we would do. Uh, I still think you'll beat uh, Mike and Horse, so don't worry about it. <laughs> 
Yeah, you've seen me shoot, Pastor. No, no. I, that's I, about the only thing I can do is shoot it. So yeah. I, I think, plus I'm old and cagey, so I do some trick shots on, on JC. <laughs> I, I get him HOR, and then he'd start getting a little tighter because now, <laughs> now the lights get a little brighter, and maybe he can't hit those those shots that he used to hit when he was in high school, and he scored about 2,000 points, 1950 is what he scored in, in high school. Hey, JC, let's talk a little bit about your background, where you grew up. And uh, I, I see by doing some research that you were an awfully good multi-sport athlete. And being an ex-high school basketball coach, I always like those those boys that came off the football field. Because, uh, you know, JC, I always thought that if I had a quarterback that on fourth and goal from the one with two seconds to go and they're down four, and he had enough guts and courage to – you know, get the ball in the end zone that he could certainly hit a free throw for me on the basketball floor when the, when the when the lights were getting a, a little bit hotter and and the game was on the line and you were a really a true multi-sport athlete had a lot of success on the football field and obviously a lot of success on the basketball court. Can we talk a little bit about where you grew up and where you went to high school? Sure, sure. So um, I I grew up. Uh, my whole life in a small town outside of Scranton, Pennsylvania. Uh, it's called Clark Summit. Um, <clears throat> Scranton is about a city of about 80,000, I think. And so it's just uh, 15 minutes outside of there. And my father, uh, who Pastor Ken knows, he was the men's basketball coach at a small Christian school called Baptist Bible College in Clark Summit. He coached for 20 years with the men's basketball program. And, um, so that's how I learned to play the game of basketball was uh, learning to, you know, if I wanted to hang out with my dad, it was, you know, a chance to, for us to hang out on the basketball court. You know, I'd go to watch their practices and he would take me shooting afterwards. And then as I started to get older, um, we started to work a little more uh, in depth uh, on spending more time on honing my skills and, and trying to get really get better. So um, that's how I learned to play basketball. And then, our area is a traditionally pretty uh, into football, high school football in our area. The, the school that I went to, Abington Heights, is is they've been struggling lately. But um, when I was in coming up through grade school, elementary school, middle school, and then into high school, football was was a big deal. Um, so I really got into playing football around. I think I was in third grade when I started playing, and I immediately fell in love with it um, and just enjoyed the physicality of the game. And, and the, I don't know, there's something about football where maybe it's because you could, you have a helmet on and you're kind of, you know, hidden from the outside, like the fans perspective, but you can just kind of go crazy and it's okay in football. You know, it's part of the game. You bet. Basketball, you gotta, you gotta have um, kind of a neutral facial expression. You gotta, you know, control yourself a little more on the basketball court because um, that could, you know, tip off your opponents or, or, you know, the fans or something like that. So, um, just grew up playing both sports, uh, basically since I was in third and fourth grade all the way up through high school and, uh, was blessed to have a great experience in both, uh, as far as the coaches that I got to play for and the guys that I got to play with, uh, my friends in high school, a lot of, a lot of them I'm still friends with to this day, uh, close friends and just, Really enjoyed my experience at Abington Heights High School. Hey, uh, JC, you you have uh, two, two younger brothers, is that right? That's correct. Yeah, and your um, 
I guess one of your brothers was the quarterback for Abington Heights this last year, right? He was. Yeah. Uh, my oldest younger brother, he's a junior, um, and then my other one's a freshman. Um, so, yeah, Michael, uh, the, the brother who's in 11th grade, he was the, the quarterback for the team this year. Yeah, and uh, I guess your dad told me he got knocked out, got concussion or something, missed some he, of the games. He and, did. Yeah, yeah, he did. He, but, um, he had to miss the last three games of the season, and he is still working through his symptoms of uh, through the, the concussion protocol. So he, it looks like he's going to miss a little bit of the beginning of the basketball season as well. Um, until he starts feeling better. Well, wow, that must have been a hit. Yeah, I think it was a, a combination of a couple hits. Um, oh boy! Howdy. But the one that the one that did him in was uh, he just kind of got like hit the guy and then got like pinned into the ground. He was like falling forward, so it just kind of speared into the ground. So um, he was he was definitely not quite right <laughs> hey, for a little while. JC, are, do you get yeah. a chance to go watch him play? When he plays, I did. Yeah, I did actually. So, um, part of the kind of a, a nature of the situation I'm in right now in, in my life is uh, I just recently got married in August. So, my wife and I uh, we got an apartment just about a little bit outside my hometown, and we thought that you know I'd be somewhere playing for a team right now, but I, I'm dealing working through an Achilles tendon injury that has not come around yet. So, because of that. I have not been able to do the tryouts or, you know, try to set up any opportunities to sign with a team the way that we thought it was. But while that's maybe not the not a great way to look at it, a positive of being in the area is that I've been I was able to go to almost every one of his football games uh, that he was that he played in. So um, that was that was cool. Um, being somebody that had played at the high school before and and now having my younger brother play for some of the same coaches and. That's that's been a a neat experience for me to be able to talk to him about it and you know just tell him to enjoy it and all and all that that sort of thing. So that was that's been pretty cool. We are talking to J.C. Chow. He is um he is a former college basketball player at Bucknell and Binghamton University, and and he is uh, trying to work through an injury right now to see if he can't get back on the court and and. When JC, when we talked the other day, you said, "Look, with me being back in the area, I get a chance to do some some individual basketball work with some kids in the area, working with the AAU program uh, that I uh, that I played for when I was back here." Is it, uh, this kind of stuff keeping you pretty busy at this point? As busy as I, as it could be. Um, so yeah, it's it's a great opportunity for me to kind of stay involved with the game while I'm not able to play. Um, I did not want to commit to anything as far as coaching wise. Um, and this doing lessons gives me great flexibility because if my health does turn around here and I start to turn the corner, then I, I don't feel like I'm, uh, I, I have to be committed to uh, a team during the season that won't end until, you know, the end of the basketball season. So um, I really am grateful for that opportunity that I, that I've, been afforded to work for the AAU program, do some lessons, um, work with work with the kids, do some camps as well. Uh, we we do some some like nightly camps where you're working with more than one individual person. Um, so that that's been that's been great for me, great experience, and uh, I'm really thankful for it. JC, you're uh, when you say you're wanting to sign with the team, you're you're trying to do some NBA workouts. Is that correct? 
I would love to. If uh, It did not appear as though I was going to have an opportunity to do it. I didn't get any NBA workouts this spring. Uh, in talking with my agent, our plan was to try and get on a G League roster, NBA G League roster. Mm-hmm. And I went out to Sacramento, California before I hurt my Achilles. And I worked out out there for about a month um, with guys that were um, – played in the NBA G League, uh, are currently playing in the G League. Some guys are in the NBA, actually, and then a number of other guys were overseas. There was about 20 to 25 of us that were over there working out, and mostly I'd say about half of them were just there because they're from the Sacramento area, and then the other were there because we all have the same signed with the same agent. And he has kind of like a system that he you know sends guys out there to work out with a another gentleman who runs the workouts, and they kind of work together to – figure out where a good placement for their, their players would be. So coming out of that, um, our plan was to like to try to get on an NBA G League team, and I would have had to go through the local tryout process, which is I'd show up at the, the facility. That each NBA G League team has like maybe two local tryout dates throughout the, the, the month of September. And so we were going to go and do a couple of those and see if we can't get signed to – a training camp roster and then go from there. And unfortunately, when I came back from that uh, month in Sacramento, it was in July and then my Achilles started bothering me. And then all the way through the end of the summer, I I wasn't able to do the tryout dates in September. So we're kind of just in a wait and see period, really, uh, as far as when, when will my health uh, get up to get up to shape here? And then I'll, I'll start to try to see what is available for me. Um, in the middle of the season. Hey, guys, let's get to a break. We are talking to J.C. Chow. He is, the uh, for, he, again, former college basketball player, and he was named uh, in the state of Pennsylvania Mr. Basketball, and he's Gatorade um, Pennsylvania Player of the Year when he was playing in high school and a big-time multi-sport athlete. He's a football player in a really hotbed of, of high school football in Pennsylvania and, and a basketball player that got a chance to go to Bucknell and then transferred to Binghamton University. We'll get to a break. Other side of the break, we're going to ask JC to, to share his testimony with us. And I look forward to that and certainly Pastor Ken's favorite segment of, of Faith in the Zone. We'll get to that on the other side of the break. This is Faith in the Zone on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. More now of Faith in the Zone. Discovering people of sports and their walk in faith. Faith in the Zone is brought to you by Brookside Baptist Church. Back with host Mike McGivern and Pastor Ken Keltner on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. All this time, all this time, you covered me. Welcome back to Faith in the Zone on Sports Radio 105.7 FM. The fan, I'm Mike McGivern alongside Pastor Ken Keltner. Pastor, do you drink, do you drink coffee? No, I don't drink coffee. You should. <laughs> you really should start I, drinking I, I coffee. Do, I do hot chocolate. You should start drinking <laughs> coffee. He's in Brookside Baptist Church. I wish people could hear the questions you had during that break. I'll tell you what. Our favorite, our favorite, our guest today, he is, I want to, again, thank uh, Kyle Keltner for helping us uh, set this up. Uh, J.C. Chow, Chow, he is a former college basketball player at Bucknell and uh, Binghamton University. His uh, Twitter uh, handle is at JokerCat12. 
He, and underneath that, it says he must increase, but I must decrease, which John 3.30. And I got some really interesting stuff on Twitter. Follow him on Twitter and uh, get a chance to get to know this young man a little bit. Again, he was uh, 2014 Pennsylvania Mr. Basketball. Wow. That, that, is, that is a great accomplishment, JC. <laughs> yes, it, yes, it is. If you're wondering the questions that Pastor had during the break, <laughs> and we ended the segment. But I'll tell you what. Do you remind me of Terry a little bit sometimes? And I can't figure out how. That's as, what I'm as long, saying. As long as I don't say Michael. Michael, that's that. Uh, no doubt. Hey, JC, when did you get married? I got married about three months ago, uh, August 11th. Excellent. What is your wife's name? Her name is Callie. Um, C A L L I E. Was Man. she was she a ball player? She was, but she was a more of a volleyball player. To be honest with you, she played volleyball and basketball. At uh, at Baptist Bible College, um, which is now uh, Clark Summit University, so she played, you know, when the, during the name change, and she played there uh, two sports. But volleyball was definitely her strong suit and her favorite sport. Hey, did you know her in high school? I did not. We actually met in the middle of our freshman year. So I was at Bucknell as a freshman, and she was at uh, BBC. And through me coming home. Uh, to see the family, um, and then she was over there. My dad was in that, the athletic director at the time, so he knew all the athletes, um, and she was one of them. And we got to meet that way, and ended up. <laughs> I ended up coming home a little bit more often to see the family, if you know what I mean. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I, so I mean, your mom and dad were that. saying, "Hey, you're home to see us, right?" And you're like, "Well, I yeah, got exactly. I, I got to go over and watch a volleyball game." That's exactly right. Man, that's that's awesome. Hey, Pastor, uh, segment two, by far your favorite segment. That is my favorite segment, JC. We uh, Especially coming up on this Christmas season and the opportunity to for people to understand why Jesus came and uh, that... Uh, yeah, can, can I just stop you a second? Yeah, yeah. yeah go on his Twitter page. He, he definitely belongs in our club. He, <laughs> he, he outkicked his coverage. Oh, JC, you're a fine-looking young man, but you outkicked your coverage by a mile. You know that, right? <laughs> <laughs> I do. I am aware. Okay, I'm just wondering because you know what? If we're talking basketball, look, you might be a D League player. She's NBA, man. Well done. Well, okay. yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, yeah, that's a beautiful picture of your wedding day. And uh, okay, Pastor, I'm sorry I had to throw yeah, that, that in. That is no problem. But I mean, as we come up on Christmas and uh, uh, the opportunity to for folks to get into church, and uh, hopefully they're going to churches and. That will share with them how they can know they can live with God one day. That Jesus came and and He came for us. And I'd uh, love to hear. And that's been a staple of faith in the zone. Every guest shares how they their journey of faith began. So JC, why don't you share with us? We'd love to love to hear that. Sure, sure. So <clears throat> for me, um, I grew up hearing the gospel, um, familiar with. The good news and the story of Christ coming and dying on the cross for our sins and then raising again. Um, I actually uh, went to a Christian school for, I think, kindergarten through third grade. And then when I was set to switch over and go to the public school, uh, Abington Heights, which is where I ended up going all the way up through, um, in fourth grade, um, there was a student basketball camp my dad used to run uh, called the Fender Basketball Camp. And he was speaking. Uh, they, were, they would have like a Wednesday night uh, chapel session. And uh, my dad was speaking, and, and he talked about, he told this story about uh, a guy who worked on a drawbridge, and long story short, he ended up taking his kid to work with him one day, and he, 
the came time he was, his kid was playing down out out of his sight, and it came there was a train coming, and he, it came time for him to lower the drawbridge, and he's yelling out for his son like, "Hey, come up here! Like, I, you need to be safe because I got to put the bridge down," and he can't find him, and then he, he he's yelling, yelling, yelling for him, and he hears this voice this in the distance, like, "Dad, help! I'm stuck," and and the drawbridge uh, worker has a he has a dilemma, right? He has either he keeps the bridge up goes down to grab his son out of out of whatever he's stuck from or and all the people on the train are going to die or he puts the drawbridge down on his son and he saves all the people that are going to be on the train and he, and he's you know he's got 5 to 10 seconds to make the decision and he, hear, and he hears his son like help help I'm stuck and with tears in his eyes he goes up to the to the station and he yanks that lever and he puts the drawbridge down and he can hear his son screaming as the bridge comes down and the people on the train all passed through laughing and having a good time. And then so my dad stopped after telling that story, and he was like, guys, this is exactly what God has done for you, for me, with his son, Jesus Christ. Um, he sent him on the, sent him to earth to live a perfect life, to die, having not committed any sin, to be blamed for all the sins of the world, to have it thrown on him, and die for you and me so that we can have eternal life with him. And we go across on the drawbridge, not even know if we if we go across on the drivers, not even knowing what's been done. He's like that. That would be a travesty. He's like we need to understand what's been done for us. And then when I heard that story, you know, it really it really gripped me. And I said, man, I need to. You know, I heard it, and I'd heard the, the story of of Jesus and how you know I do the right things and stuff. But it really didn't become my own faith for me until I heard about that, and and I realized what had been done for me, the type of sacrifice that. God the Father sending his son and Jesus Christ dying willingly on the cross for my sin, and he wants to have a relationship with me. And it, so I, I, that is when I would say I accepted Christ as my Savior, um, before my, in the summer between third and fourth grade. And then as I've grown and matured in my faith, and uh, thankfully, you know, my, my parents have been great influences uh, for me. And, and examples for me to follow as far as what it means to live a Christ-centered life and, and live your life with Christ in view. Um, I've been able to, you know, through high school, I, I, I've been blessed with the platform and, and through high school going into college and being able to play Division One sports and uh, the, the type of platform that that affords you um, is something that I've learned to use that to tell people about why I live the way I do or when people, you know, cause people want to hear what you say, unfortunately, whether it's good or bad, like they want to hear what you, what you have to say when you're excelling at something or when you're doing well, or you know, your team is doing well and you're, you're getting these awards or this and that, that afford you some, some ears that want to listen to what you're saying. So that has been really important to me as far as using that platform to tell people, Hey, listen, this is why I play so hard. This is why, I live the way that I do because God sent his son to die for me and he wants, he raised him again from the, on the third day. And he wants to have a relationship with me, no matter the, all, any of the bad things that I've done, no matter any of the bad things that you've done, he loves you and he wants to have a relationship with you. And, and that just, I feel like that really resonates with me. And, I, and obviously it resonates with a lot of people because um, when, when they hear that type of, when you hear that type of grace and mercy, that's, that's afforded you, um, it, it it has an effect on your life, and it, it's had an effect on my life. And I also would love to share just 
talking about a platform, right? And and someone who's played a lot of sports and, and been blessed to have some great experiences and then also had some setbacks or some some what people might say is down times or bad experiences with, with injuries. I've had a lot of experience with injuries in college and then going forward. Um, and that has really taught me that so I used to think like, oh, God's got to use, God's going to use me, you know, for while well, I'm doing great things and um, He's allowing me to have success, and so I need to give that back to Him. Well, it it doesn't just apply to me or to anybody when they're having success um, or when they're getting their way, so to speak. Like God can use me even when you know on many different platforms when I'm injured, right? And I and I can't play the game that I love to play, and you know, I, I could be down in the dumps with my attitude, or I could show people, hey, I can have a good attitude because God died. God sent His Son to die for me, and He and I still have a relationship with Him, no matter what I'm doing, you know, on the basketball court or um, in the classroom. You know, I have an opportunity to to impact other people for Christ, no matter what the platform is, and that's something that uh, you know. When you look at, you mentioned my Twitter page, and I have the verse up there. You know, he must increase, I must decrease. And the whole thing that, 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 I love that verse, and that's why I put it on my, my Twitter page, is because I want people to know that when they're encountering with me, that I need to be, I, I want to be about God first. He is, you want to know about J.C. Shell? First and foremost, he believe, he loves his God, and he wants to live his life to serve him. No matter what is going on in his life, he has an opportunity to serve God. Um, you know, Philippians 4.13, a lot of people quote that and they say, you know, oh, I can do anything that I want because because Christ it gives me strength, through Christ who gives me strength. And I feel like he's, Paul's really talking about he can be happy, he can be content in any situation because God, he has God and, and he has a relationship with God and, he, and, and God gives him the strength in order to be content in any situation because he, he, his hope is secure in his relationship with God. So Boy, I tell um, you, he is J.C. Chow. He, he is J.C. Chow, former college basketball player at Bucknell and, and Binghamton University. And he is a young guy who's figured this out at an early age. And you know what? He's not, he, he's not a basketball. He, that's not how we think of him anymore. Uh, I don't know what you, Pastor, but I talked to him the other day for quite a while, and I thought of him as... as you know, a former college basketball player. That's kind of secondary at this point. Yeah, and yeah, I love how many how, how often, JC, you were talking specifically about the platform. Um, and we had Tony Dungy on, and he talked a lot about the platform. He wrote it in his book about his platform of faith. And, and, and I'm sure that as you went through at Bucknell and Bingington that that was probably what would you say that was challenged uh, at times by you know some teammates who were watching you or uh, uh, did did you just sense that God really as he gave you the platform gave you again the opportunities to uh, uh, live for the Lord I mean when you're in basketball and in a competitive sport you know I mean you get out there and I mean emotions can show I mean how 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 did you work through all of that with some of your teammates even as they know you they probably knew you were a Christian right so initially when you get to meet you know people for the first time you're kind of feeling each other out and understanding 
you know, how people live. And then once people kind of got an idea of what I stood for and how much it meant to me, um, they, they, I really had good experience. Like there, there was a lot of respect there. Um, they respected my decisions and, um, <clears throat> and then you talk about being on the court, like how can I show, how can I glorify God with, with how I'm playing the game is, you know, being the hardest worker, you know, being unselfish, being a great teammate, um, putting others before myself. And uh, I really just tried to take those to heart and make those what I was all about. And um, I think, you know, it, it afforded me, it gave me the opportunity to um, have a leadership role on the teams that I played on, um, whether it was, you know, uh, talking to guys off the court or um, on the court, obviously your role varies. Um, but just being a guy that, uh, that people trusted, um, being a guy that my teammates trusted, I think that I can speak confidently uh, for the guys that I've played with in saying that they knew that I cared about them and they knew that I cared about um, honoring God with how I live my life. And, and that guided my decisions. He is. So, um, JC, thank you. We, we've got to get to a break, and, and we're going to pick it up uh, third segment or right at that point. He is JC Shaw. JC Shaw. And he is, uh, boy, I'll tell you, what an impressive young man. And, you know, he used to be known as an athlete. And now he's known uh, Callie's husband. That's how he should be known. We're going to get to a break. This is Faith in the Zone on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. Welcome back to Faith in the Zone, an inside look at people in sports and their walk in faith. Faith in the Zone is brought to you by Brain Balance of Mequon. Here's host Mike McGivern and Pastor Ken Keltner on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. All this time. Covered me. Oh, welcome back to Faith in the Zone on Sports Radio 105.7 FM. The fan, Mike McGivern, alongside Pastor Ken Keltner, my friend, ex-parent of a coach, <laughs> kids I coached, and the head pastor at Brookside Baptist Church, and Pastor Ken Keltner, our, our guest, and he's a good one. He's a really impressive young man. And I've got to believe that his mom and dad are awfully proud of, of who he, he has become and, and, the, and the walk that he walks. He is uh, J.C. Shao. He is a former college basketball player at Bucknell, Binghamton University. And you can follow him on Twitter at JokerCat, one word, JokerCat, and the number 12. And I would recommend you do that. He's got some really good stuff up on his Twitter page. Uh, J.C., one of the questions I like to ask um, former athletes and, and guys that are still trying, or if they are uh, still playing, if it was easier to walk worthy um, inside the locker room or outside the locker room, or was there any difference for you? I think I would answer your question by saying um, it, it depends who is in the locker room with you. Um, when you have uh, people that share the same values, the same faith um, as you do, um, you had mentioned it when we were off the air. That they're 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 able to keep you accountable, um, and then but also um, when you have I would say in the locker room also because when you have players that maybe don't share the same values as you, but they when they understand you and they understand why you live the way that you live, um, they kind of inadvertently like without trying to do it uh, can keep you accountable as well by saying like oh 
like I I thought you had said that or I thought, you know, and that's not really like you or man, like that's that's not really like you to do something like that. Things of that nature. So I've found that I mean, to be honest with you, you spend so much time with the team that you're playing with in the locker room, like on the court. So most of the time, the guys that you're in the locker room with are the guys that you're hanging out with outside the locker room. So, you know, my circle of friends or circle of, you know, people that I spent time with through college was predominantly the same, uh, you know, every varying each, each year to year to year by who was on your team and, and things like that. But um, so I would say easier in the locker room um, and that because those guys were the same uh, both in and outside of the locker room. You know, uh, J.C., I was coaching at Calvary Baptist, which is a small Christian uh, school where Pastor Ken's boys went and my son Matthew went, and we were playing like in a summer league game or something. It wasn't, it wasn't, you know, a regular game, and and there were some some college referees there, and they were watching the referees that were doing our games, and they were they were judging them, and they were they were taking notes, and there were some guys that were going to be asked to now referee at the Division three college game. So the refs on this thing were were very much to the book, and they were right, you know, making sure that that they were in the right position. And and I got a technical for really something that I I would never get a technical for in a normal game. And the, the ref came over and he said, um, "Hey, Calvary Baptist, that's a Christian school, correct?" And I said, yeah. He said, so you would consider yourself a Christian? I said, I would. And he said, well, I'm really disappointed with you. And I said, really? And he goes, yeah. I said, have you read read the King James Version of the Bible? There's not like a lot of passive Christians in that. You know what? You make the right call. Uh, don't worry about me. And, you know, I just, so, and I can see, I can just see my wife's eyes rolling behind me going, just knock it off there, boy. You know, just let him go. And so after I said, look, what, what were you thinking with that? And he said, well, you know, you did, uh, you, you went out of the coach's box. I said, it's just like a summer league game. He said, well, I was being judged, so I, I did what I was supposed to do. And I thought, oh, man. He said, however, that passive line with the King James Version, that was a good line. Well done on that. I said, thanks. <laughs> I, I appreciate that very, very much. Hey, JC, when, when, uh, when you're working with kids now on an individual or a group basis, um, when, when it comes to basketball and you're putting them through drills, is there an opportunity for you to talk to these kids about your journey and your faith and, and, and what kind of man you are? Um, I do think that opportunity will present itself as I get to know these uh, kids that I'm working with a little bit better. So I do try to relate to them in the sense like, for example, last night I was working with a, a young man, a sixth grader, and I was talking to him about things that he was doing with his shooting form or like, you know, when he was driving as we were going through different stuff. And I was like, listen, you know, I do, I have a hard time with this bad habit. Just like you're having a hard time now. Like, I feel like it's important for me to um, let them know that just because I'm teaching them what to do, doesn't mean that I do it perfectly every time. And it also helps me. It's funny. Like when I watch somebody else do something, it kind of, I can kind of teach myself and learn from that as well. Like, Oh wow. Like this, just like I do this. Like I need to make sure that, you know, what I'm telling this young man to do, like, I need to do it myself. So um, that, that's kind of been where it's at for me right now. Uh, I haven't really been talking to them too much on a personal level. It's more just been, uh, hey, let's we're going to work on this, or, you know, I see it is that you're doing this incorrectly, but don't worry. Like, I do the same thing, and I'm, I have to address, I have to change that with, with my shot as well. So 
like just keep your head up and keep working at it. Hey, J- thing. Yeah. Hey, JC. What about uh, with the, the you know when you were at Bucknell and Bangington and even at Abington Heights? Did you have some opportunities you know with teammates or uh, maybe another believer that was in the locker room with you to to talk to different guys about their own eternal destiny? Yes. Yeah. Um, lots of conversations. Uh, I was my freshman year at Bucknell. Uh, I went. I attended a kind of like a. FCA athletes Bible study that was run by one of the seniors on the football team who's actually a pastor, a youth pastor in Texas now. Um, he was a great guy and uh, someone I really looked up to just from a distance um, as far as like someone who was leading the group and, and he did the Bible study and, and stuff like that. And then when I went to Binghamton, um, actually my, I started attending FCA there and I uh, had the opportunity to be student president of the FCA my senior year at Binghamton. So it was kind of cool. Like, I really looked up to a guy my freshman year at Bucknell who ran the, the, you know, the athletes' Bible study. And then my senior year, I was the one who was running the meetings and, and, you know, going through the lessons and the passages and stuff. So, um, you know, I would invite my teammates, hey, you want to come to this, you want to come to that? And they would come uh, sometimes. Sometimes they would, sometimes they wouldn't. Um, But just it opened up a lot of avenues to have conversations with, with teammates, like after the meetings or... Um, you know, the one, one year, uh, we, my, my one teammate and I tried to do a little Bible study thing on the road together and just try to be an encouragement to him. And, and, uh, so there were yeah tons of opportunities and lots of great, uh, fruitful conversations, um, about the Lord and what he's done for us and um, how it's about him and it's not about us per se. And, and, uh, just things of that nature happened a lot. JC, one of the things that we when we talk to uh, Christian athletes, um, either we'll bring something up, but but it started when we started the show. I, I I felt like there was kind of a theme where guys would say one of the issues was that because I I wore my faith on my sleeve, people thought I was soft. You know, they thought I was, I, as a hockey player, they didn't think I was going to be as tough as the next guy. As a football player, they didn't think I was going to be as tough as the next guy. And I'm wondering, on the basketball floor, with your teammates at practice, when, when they know, you know, who you are when, when you're off the floor, did, 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 did you feel like they, they looked at you as maybe you were a softer basketball player because of it? You know, I, I never really had that type of uh, talk or experience, because I think part of it is also the way that I played. Um, I, I, I'm a, like a bigger guy for my position, so I try to use my strength, and, and that lends me to be more physical. Um, and so, you know, usually you associate, you know, soft with not wanting contact and, and right. tougher or, you know, harder with, with wanting more contact. So um, I think the way that I played – or the way that I play, just um, kind of people don't really think of me as, as soft. And then um, also, if, if someone did think that um, and they hadn't, you know, just because of my faith, he must be soft, you know, take a look at the person that I, that my faith is based in. Like, Jesus Christ was, he was a tough, he was a tough son of a gun. He was, yeah, uh, yeah, and then so. look at his, his life and the way that he lived, you know, it doesn't, he didn't, you know, things that really mattered to him, like he went into the temple courts and was flipping tables and like, this is unacceptable. Like, what are you guys doing? This and that. Like, it was somehow it was like righteous anger. And then you think about like what he did, you know, on the cross. Like, he didn't say a word about while he was getting whipped and 
and and all the stuff that was going on, that, you know, with him, he just went about his business. And um, so that, you know, when, I, when when people would say like, you know, hey, I, you know, what about turn the other cheek? What about this and that? Like, you know, I I really believe that if Jesus, you know, played a sport or was a comp- in a competition, like he's playing to win, doggone it, and and he's playing hard, and and he's gonna do everything that he can to you know help his team or you know come out victorious with with whatever. The yeah, outcome was. So we, then, we totally turn, agree. We totally agree from this end because we've had that conversation, guys. I'm so sorry, but we have to get to a break. Other side of the break, we'll continue our conversation. I know the fourth segment, Pastor's got uh, a question for you about your favorite memory, and, and I put some stars next to what I think he's going to answer on that one, by the way, Pastor. Our, our guest, he is J.C. Shao. He is a former college basketball player at Bucknell and Binghamton University. This is Faith in the Zone on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. Back to Faith in the Zone, a journey on how people in sports walk in faith. Faith in the Zone is brought to you by Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin. Here's host Mike McGivern and Pastor Ken Keltner on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. All this time, all this time. Covered me. Welcome back to Faith in the Zone on Sports Radio 105.7 FM. The Fan, Mike McGivern, alongside Pastor Ken Keltner, our special guest. He's a good one. He's an impressive young man. And again, I, I think his parents, if they get a chance, and his brothers and sisters and his wife Callie get to listen to this show, uh, they're going to be really, really proud of him. He is J.C. Shaw. He is the uh, and former college basketball player at Bucknell and Binghamton University, Pastor uh, JC. Uh, my son Kyle has been the you know soccer coach there at uh, Clark Summit, and he has just talked to me a lot about you know opportunities he's had to, to meet you and see you and how you know your talent in the in the game of basketball. And I even think uh, as as I was talking with your dad, you, you know, even Jay Wright from Villanova was trying to recruit you to come, and I think you said off air that that was one of your your final uh, schools you were getting ready to look at, but then you went to Bucknell, and um, and so you've you've had some some really highlights uh, in the sporting world. Uh, one thing we like to ask is, tell us your you know as far as in the in the realm of sports, what was your your highlight? I mean, what was your game that you'll remember or that you you, you think back and think, man, that that was awesome. Uh, okay, um, <clears throat> for me, just thinking off the top of my head. There are three games that come to mind. Um, the first one was uh, probably my best game uh, that I had at Binghamton. Uh, it happened to come on my father's birthday. So my mom and dad came to the game. Uh, it was my first season of eligibility at Binghamton. Um, we were playing Central Connecticut State. And I ended up shooting like 12 for 16 or something like that and, and just had a really efficient game and ended up making the game-winning shot with – 20 seconds left. Um, that was really special. And then uh, this year, uh, this year was kind of, this past year, my senior year was kind of an up and down year for me personally. Our team struggled, but we did have some cool moments. So we got to play in the Barclays Center down in Brooklyn, um, where the Nets play. And we played LIU Brooklyn, and it was the, our last game before Christmas. And ended up having the opportunity to make a game winning shot at the buzzer. Um, and which was really cool, just you know, hitting that shot and uh, you know, getting a, a, a big win for our team, and then 
you know, going home with my family because, uh, you know, as Christmas, you get to kind of split off with your family and then you come back. You don't have to go home on the bus necessarily. So, you know, going to, you know, see New York City, you know, and just having that feeling of, a, you know, a big win going into Christmas break. That was a great memory. And then uh, later on that season, um, playing against Stony Brook in the first round of the conference tournament, uh, we were the seventh seed in our conference. And so we were playing against the number two seed, Stony Brook. And we ended up knocking them off. And that was the first uh, time since, uh, I think, 2009 that Binghamton had advanced to the conference semifinals. And uh, so 10 years, uh, they hadn't, hadn't made it out of the quarterfinal round. So uh, that was a, a big deal to me because, you know, I would say that win-loss-wise, my career did not come to fruition the way that I would have hoped it did at Binghamton. Uh, we, we'd hoped to win a lot more games and um, battle a lot of adversity along the way, uh, whether it was injuries or um, just uh, different things that were going on with the team. Um, but being able to kind of have something that, you know, really took a step forward for the program and, and you know, get the, getting the first, you know, advancing to the conference semis for the first time, uh, that, that was a big deal to me and to the seniors that also you know, I was playing with. So um, those would be... I think some of the the top memories that I've had from from playing. Yeah, I had I had started the one uh, at uh, at the Parkway Center, hit a three pointer at the buzzer to win it. Scored four points in the final two seconds to 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 get that win. Did you get fouled on that three then? I did. So what happened? Was we were up by. I'm sorry, we were down by three. So they, the LIU Brooklyn had missed a free throw. So we're coming down the court. I get the ball, and so I'm looking to get a three off, but they fouled me before I could get a three off. They found me like back in the backcourt. So I'm going to the line with whatever it was, two seconds left, and I and I have to make one and then miss one. So I made the first and then had to intentionally miss the second and it ended up we ended up getting a good bounce. So, you know, obviously we were looking for like a tip rebound to tip it in, but it ended up deflecting off of one of the LIU players out of bounds. So we had a, a baseline out of bounds play with one second left, uh, down two and then ended up getting a, getting free for a three in the corner to win it. Oh man, yeah, that you know what I <laughs> wasn't even, I wasn't right. at the game. I don't know anything about it. That's now my favorite memory. <laughs> <laughs> you know, as a, as a coach to be, you know, you're thinking, man, if we just ch- somehow get a, get get the ball back off this missed uh, free throw, that uh, you know right, we it's could over. we yeah, you bet, and we could uh, take care of business. Boy, this has been great. I really appreciate uh, your willingness to come on and, and give us the time that. Uh, that we've asked you for and and your testimony is, is there's going to be a lot of people listening to this show young man that are going to be very impressed with with your testimony and and I, like I said I think your mom and dad are going to be so proud of you when that when they hear this hey really quickly did you did your dad coach you at all during the AAU or high school stuff no he uh, he never was my coach like of my team he he worked within he, he would coach the opposite team uh, in the AAU program, so he never really coached me, but he would, you know, we'd go to practice together, and he would help run the practices, because how our, we set it up with, like, an A team and a B team, so my dad would always coach the B team, um, because he wasn't, uh, he wanted to, you know, have an influence in me, like, kind of away from, away from the, the game and the sure. team, you know, he was like, you, you're playing for your coach, and you listen to what your coach says, and, you know, I'll just try to help you improve your skills, and, and, and other things, so, um, he never was my, my coach in high school or, or AAU. 
JC, thank you so much for your time. Uh, please let your dad know that we're going to reach out to him in a couple of weeks and see if we can't get him to come on um, as a follow-up, I think, to, to, to your story and talk to him a little bit about coaching uh, at the college level and and uh, and all of that. Um, certainly happy holidays. Merry Christmas to you and and, and your your uh, your wife and, and your family and, and look forward to, to reaching out to you in the future. Thank you very much. Merry Christmas to you guys as well, and uh, thank you for having me on this morning. You bet. Uh, right. thank, thanks, JC. Yeah, thanks for listening. This is Faith in the Zone on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. You've been listening to Faith in the Zone with host Mike McGivern and Pastor Ken Keltner. You can hear Faith in the Zone every Sunday at 8 a.m. To find past shows, exclusive podcasts, or to contribute with an inside tip for a guest, simply go to faithinthezone.com. Faith in the Zone is an inside look at people of sports and their walk in faith. Join us again next Sunday for Faith in the Zone, right here on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. Was it really amazing grace? Now I know for certain, Lord, it was you that rescued me. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.